back by no one's demand but our own. It has been so long since I've gotten to talk to you guys here on the 615 Sessions podcast brought to you by TennesseeTickets.com. No hidden fees. Promo code AZ10 saves you $10 at checkout. TennesseeTickets.com. There has been tornadoes. There has been plague. The coronavirus rages on around us. And yet we find ourselves here quarantined with nothing better to do than to podcast. I have so many things over the course of the last couple weeks because it it legitimately has been entirely too long. Like some people enjoy not working. I am somebody who has been crazed by the idea that I have not been able to get in front of this microphone and talk to you guys. You're my favorite people of all of the people. You guys are my ride or die. And so in all of the wake of the news that has taken place, we had to get things back on track just in time for Titans free agency. So here's what we're going to do today on the show. Social distancing has prevented us from our normal roundtable discussions. No in-studio guests until we figure out exactly what's going on with all of these things that make people go crazy and buy outrageous amounts of toilet paper. Here's what the show is going to look like today. Joe Rexroad, our buddy from The Athletic, we're going to talk about Ryan Tannehill's new four-year deal, how Derrick Henry should feel about the Titans franchise tagging him as the most irreplaceable player on that team. Jack Conklin walked as we sit here taping this On Monday afternoon, there will be more deals that come out because we've just only started the legal tampering period this afternoon, and the NFL has absolutely gone wild. We'll have Aaron Reese, who covers the Houston Texans. DeAndre Hopkins got traded to the Arizona Cardinals today for a running back who can't live up to his contract and a couple of picks. Jadavion Clowney is still on the table. We'll discuss the viability of that, and then... Because this is the disaster relief pod, there have been at least two disasters between this pod and the last pod that we have done. We are bringing in comedic relief as the disaster relief. My old friend Julian Council will join us today on the 615 Sessions podcast because in these times, being stuck at home, you and I, we need a little bit of levity and there's nobody easier to laugh at than our friend Julian Council down there in the great state of North Carolina. So we will do all of these things coming up today on the 615 Sessions podcast. The last time we did a podcast before tornadoes, before coronavirus, it was the Indianapolis Scouting Combine and it was Joe Rexroad and Paul Kaharski. PK did not join us for this particular edition, but the Athletics Joe Rex Road is on the line. A coronavirus uh, social distancing edition, not in studio, <laughs> over the phone. Have you have you gotten your toilet paper? Have you gotten all of your needs from the grocery stores? Because soon we will not see the light of day. Well, I, well, today I went to Walmart and it was a nice orderly crowd and plenty of food and there was not one paper item in the place the whole back wall was just cleaned out so so actually we are a little bit light i mean i I haven't really you know been out stumping around town to get toilet paper but i'm a little worried now well and before we because we're going to talk about ryan Tannehill is going it's no more tennessee tom ryan Tannehill's the quarterback derrick henry got tagged jack conklin's gone and things may change over the course (laughs) of this podcast but are you are you kind (laughs) of pissed that we're doing free agency stuff today. Like I'm I've got CNN on or CNN on the TV and I'm trying to figure out whether they're going to pay Jadavion Clowney 20 million dollars a year and I feel like I'm kind of not doing what I should be today. I am absolutely thrilled and I hate all of you who complain about this. Do you know how badly we need something other than Corona? I mean, okay, no, this get... is fair. This is fair. <laughs> I, I, I needed this so bad. Like yesterday, when the Tannehill deal came through, I was so excited to like think about sports and something. So, I understand. Like I've seen, like wow, you're throwing millions around when people are, you know, bartenders. Oh, I don't care about the... that. But yeah, I, no, no. Give me this. Give me all of this, man. I'll take all this. You, overwhelm me with this stuff. It's uh, 
because yeah, I mean, we are headed toward, you know, because idiots can't stop from piling into bars with each other. My right idiots. Now. Do you see these people? Oh, just ridiculous. I'm so, so Rex Road. I feel like a hundred year old man. I'm yelling at all my friends <laughs> on Instagram stories. Because I see them <laughs> posting St. Patrick's Day bar pictures. I'm like, you assholes, get out of the street. Like, I don't want to be locked down for two months, Ugh. you know? Can we Can we all just, like, I mean, you know, just chill for a minute and see if it works. But, uh, okay. you know, there's like, I mean, today there's like beach pictures, you know, in Florida where, of course, coronavirus is already bad and where, of course, a lot of old people live. But, hey, let's all swarm on the beach and, you know body surf oh no people can't be trusted and and we'll we will we will circle uh, we will circle back around to the coronavirus conversation because you're right people are tired of this i'm refreshing my news feed like an addict not just for coronavirus news but for what jack conklin is going to make in the first year of his new three-year deal with the cleveland browns uh so let's talk let's talk football let's talk shop uh Tannehill, Let's start there. The CBA comes down. Ryan Tannehill is the first thing to come across the NFL ticker. The sports world loses its mind because this is the only thing that has happened in the wake of the Masters being postponed and no more college basketball or NBA. Four years, $118 million, averaging $29.5 million, but only $22.5 in cap hit in 2020 what do you make of this extension rex you mentioned the uh podcasts that that we you know that we do with you you did with with paul and me and if i we were of course we were that day we were parsing the words of of uh ray rob and indy and what are you doing I, with this ray rob thing i saw you use this on twitter what is ray rob this is not a I've celebrity been, couple i've been writing this forever man for one thing on twitter it's great because you don't have to write Vrabel and robinson and also, I think it's a tidy little nickname. They are basically a celebrity couple. I mean, basically, you know, this is a coach-GM bro combo that deserves a nickname. So, Ray Rob, come on, man, get get behind this. I can I can it, see it uh, splattered across People Magazine now. <laughs> but I, I I I mean, I don't have access to that audio, so you'll have to go back. But I'm pretty sure I said that day. This means they're tagging Derrick Henry and they're signing uh, Tannehill to a four-year, 118 million dollar deal. I'm pretty sure I said that. Um, you know, but but it is funny to think back to that that day, by the way, and and what they said, and you realize it's like, oh yeah, they're just cushioning uh, <laughs> Derrick Henry for the the upcoming tag. Uh, but look, I like the Tannehill deal a lot, Buck. I like it a lot, and I understand there's nothing that's sh- sure thing, nothing assured here. But I mean, you know, you've got this guy locked up. You you saw more than a couple weeks of him playing really well in your offense with your players, um, coming into to me a, a very difficult situation really with the whole locker room loving Mariota, and then you've got to you know figure a way to you know, to, to take over in, in a sense. And I thought he did that extremely well. And of course, if you perform well enough, eventually it won't be as difficult, but I, I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think the money makes a lot of sense. You know, basically they can get out of it after two years if, if you know, if it's bad and not, so that 30 million does not have to be on them, but you know, so it's 62 in, in truly guaranteed, guaranteed money. And, Dude, this deal is going to be buck. This deal is going to be back half of the league pretty soon, man. It will not be long before Ryan Tannehill is lower half of the league in quarterback pay. I mean, you started the 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 contract dealings as you said this year, and he comes in where he comes in. Um, I, I I think it's quarterback money is about to go insane in this league. Insane. I think it's a really good deal. Oh no, it's genius. The way that they've done it is a it's a two year franchise tag, like you could yeah, there you not, go you could not ask for a better scenario, especially with what they're setting up to do. Because right, everybody everybody knew as soon as Robinson went to the podium, and and I'll go back and I will fact check to you because God knows you didn't make the right prediction when it came comes to the exact <laughs> figures of the quarterback. Although Luke Worsham shouts to uh, to baby faced assassin. Luke Warsham, <laughs> he had the contract numbers, years, dollars, guarantees. 
Uh, he had everything but just a million off when it came to the total value of the contract. Luke is uh, really, yeah. Homeboy did his homework. I know he should be. He should be all over Twitter right now. Think of what you would do on Twitter if you did that. My God, you'd be. I'd have to block you for a month. No, I think you work. I think what's going to happen uh, during this quarantine is I think a lot of people are going to block me or mute me because I I can't get <laughs> off my phone. Joe, I have nothing to do at home right now. I can uh, only watch so many episodes. Uh, of Westworld's debut that were terrible. I'm not excited about it. I haven't seen it yet. No, uh, it's not. it's uh, thoroughly uh, thoroughly uninteresting, and and we have nothing on television. So I've just been strapped to my phone when I haven't been foraging through Kroger. And I like even I said to myself today, and I I never have this kind of self awareness when it comes to Twitter. I said I have to put my phone down. You need to stop immediately you are tweeting entirely too much within the course of an hour and so i i plan to be muted by a great many people by the end of our quarantine <laughs> but anyway this the deal is great because the 22 and a half million dollar cap hit this year is the thing that stands out to me the most because you tag henry you're going to pay just north of 10 million dollars you let conklin walk because he wants 20 million this year and even though $14 million annually on this three-year deal, he'll set up to get paid again, but tw- uh, you just feasibly couldn't do that. What this sets up for you to do is perhaps pay Logan Ryan, who apparently uh, was a higher priority for them than Jack Conklin, or, I mean, you still got wiggle room to go get Jadavion Clowney, which I am all aboard for. Huh, yeah, the Clowney thing's interesting. I just... I... He, he he's not. Uh, do you think that that would be worth the money for them to get Jadavian Clowney? I, I just I don't think he's a pass rusher. Oh, but he's you know? uh, no, he's not. He's not though. He's not. Uh, he's not a line him up like Pete Carroll. I think by consensus and everything that you read and by people who are smarter than you and I when it comes to the film film analysis of these things, they're saying that Pete Carroll misused him by just lining him up on the edge and letting him rush the passer. And the best tape on him is from Mike Vrabel uh, with with the Houston Texans as the defensive coordinator because he would move him around in a way that they do in the Titans defense with these guys as chess pieces, as matchup pieces. Like you line up Clowney over a guard, he's going to work him uh, and maybe not necessarily have the burst or explosiveness and, and maybe the effort is a real issue. So you do approach that with caution, but if anybody's going to know that, uh, better, it's going to be Vrabel. I think you can do a lot with Clowney in this offense. And if you still got wiggle room, man, I really, really like that. I just want to clarify that was the on the worst defense in the league that year, right? Is that is that am I? Is that, is that yeah, right but or? everybody got <laughs> hurt. Everybody got hurt. They were playing I, with you and me at corner. I understand. I know. I just have to shoot down your. I don't know. I just. Uh, I the stop it, Joe. Clowney. This is perfect. Yeah, I mean, just hey, it would it would be fun. It would be a lot of fun. I'm all for any sort of big money free agent uh, thing, which I didn't think would be on the table for this team. But I, I just I don't know if he would be worth uh, what it would cost. But the thing is, the Titans have to, you know, now you know, right tackle. You know, what's your draft priority? You know, I mean, you, you've got to you've got to try to knock one of those things out, don't you? Um, in terms of either your offensive tackle shortage or your pass rush need um, before you get to the draft. Well, so, and, and, it and neglects... of course, Dennis Kelly is, is a guy I think they, they obviously have to sign. Do you think Dennis Kelly is worth eight or nine if Jack Conklin's worth 14? Because <sighs> I think that's what he could go for. Like, I think I think a lot of us, and this is why we should leave the cap numbers to the cap experts, but I really think <laughs> everybody had the market inflation off on Conklin. I think yeah. he had a lot more leverage than than he ended up getting paid for. Yeah, no, I I, I was surprised that he and I understand the, the I understand the term of the deal for sure, um, but I thought he'd get paid more per year uh, than the Browns gave him. But uh, yeah, I, I don't boy that that seems high for Dennis Kelly. But again, that's that's the whole thing with guys getting to free agency. Um, but so you think that Logan Ryan though is might might now actually end up back here? Well, I think that they can I think that they can afford to do it. It's it really depends on what they want to be as a football team. Right? Cuz they have to get faster in the secondary. You can't you can't let Logan Ryan or Malcolm Butler run with Tyreek Hill and Meikle Hardman and the speed that the Chiefs have and are going to continue to have 
over the next couple of years because they're not going anywhere in the conference. It, it doesn't make sense to me, but it was our understanding that he was a higher priority than Jack Conklin. And so with no news on that to this point, I got to think that's still on the table, whether that makes sense from a, from a purely football perspective or not. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think you know, we've talked about Logan Ryan's value, obviously. He's versatile. He can do a lot of different things. He's definitely a, a, a big factor, I think, in the locker room. I think he's probably as respected a guy as, you know, not, not maybe more than a few other guys, but he's right on that top line to me in terms of a voice in the locker room and, um, you know, a guy who, you know, leader by example, what, however you want to look at it, how, how how much value to put in that. I mean, it comes down to how many good football players you can have and, and be under the cap. But, yeah, getting faster, the, the problem with getting faster is, you know, how, where do you do that this year? You know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, the, 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 the speed guys go early usually. Right. So, so how, how do you prioritize that? Well, I think um, that's, I mean, if for me personally, I would draft tackle at 29 and I would go out and pay a pass rusher, whether it's, you know, somebody on the higher end of the market way. Clowney is Clowney's a pipe dream. Like Clowney is is because I'm desperately grasping at something that's not Tom Brady because <laughs> I'm very very disappointed that we're not all going to ride Tom Brady to uh to great fortune and fame here in Nashville <laughs> media. But uh realistically you can get one of these other guys. I don't necessarily like Dante Fowler. Uh, Marcus Golden is somebody I know Teron Davenport, our friend from ESPN really thinks that they should look for. That's a $13.5 million estimation by Spotrack on an annual contract for that. I don't know enough about the player to say whether he's worth it or not. I would draft tackle at 29, though, pay a pass rusher, and try, to f- try and find a slot corner in the draft because I just I don't know how you – I don't know how you keep things, keep things going on offense if you're – if you're already worried about pass protection and then you take away one of the more consistent players on that line last year. Yeah. Well, and look, I mean, the, one of the biggest, I mean, probably the biggest reason I thought Conklin still should be a priority is just because they were so good running the ball. And I do believe he's a huge part of that. And I understand you know, he's probably never going to be an elite pass protector, but I thought he was good last year overall and very good running the ball and and so you know you, you just um you, you, i think kelly's fine like you said he's a free agent now i mean you've got nate davis who started to come along and he started to work well with conklin so now you're gonna throw a rookie next to him next year while he's still developing um and by the way who's backing up at quarterback hey, they're gonna have to pay somebody right they're gonna have to sign a veteran quarterback I don't I mean, think I don't probably, think you can draft. With, you can't draft everything. Yeah, I, mean, you know. <laughs> I just I don't think they can. Man, they they're kind of like the draft capital situation is not dire, but the depth on the team is something that I think is legitimately concerning. Like they've traded up each of the past two years, Joe, and I appreciate John Robinson's willing to do so. I think it would. I think we would all agree that it's paid off in the kind of players that they got. And Harold Landry, they're still. Uh, a lot to be seen there, and I think he's got a lot more to give. But that, the, that and Rashawn Evans, uh, those those deals were perfectly fine. And I think I just don't think they can afford to sacrifice more depth because we know what happened to that line. We know what that line looked like when it started, much less when they had to go to Jameel Douglas and Kevin Pomfield, who never saw the field. Exactly. And so, uh, look, I mean, you got to make choices, but. Um, they are going to be, there are going to be some areas of, of real concern. And, um, we still haven't talked about Derrick Henry. I mean, how do you think he's reacting to this? Oh, I bet he's pissed. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. I would be pissed. I, but this was, this was the smartest thing though. Wasn't it? I mean, economically this made the most sense for them. And I know, I know everybody was waving the flag, for extending him, and I, you know, I'm comfortable with paying him something, 
But for me, Joe, this just simply makes the most sense when Todd Gurley, and I know that's not a fair situation to compare it to because he's got an arthritic knee, but Todd Gurley, like two years into his deal, is getting shopped, and David Johnson just got traded. Like, it doesn't, the sample size isn't there for me to, to do that extension. And that's not to say that an extension is ruled out at this point, but if you're going to franchise tag him now, I don't think it seems likely to you. I, I don't know. I, I know this, that I'm I'm so sick of hearing about David Johnson, Todd Gurley, and Devontae Freeman, who, by the way, also, uh, you know, is, is, got is out of Atlanta. Yeah. He, you know, I mean, look, they're, they're all great. Here you go. These are the most recent examples, and they're all they all worked out terribly. But it, it just doesn't have anything to do with him. And, and injuries have something to do with all those guys. And now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that, that that's not going to happen to Derrick Henry, but right now his durability has been just about as good as anything for him, and he's got a lot to offer. So I understand it. I do. Um, I, I also think that he's going to be pissed. He should be pissed. And I look, you don't you don't often see the tag and then, oh, and here's the long-term deal. We just needed a little extra time to, to put it together. No, that's but, just something we say as a means to keep, you know, people engaged with this stuff. But but I, but I but it doesn't mean that they can't work on it, and I think they should. And I don't know, like, my guess would be that, you know, if it goes like these things usually go, you know, Derrick Henry will hold out for a certain amount of time, and then he'll end up playing, and and then we'll see in a year. Um, and I get it, you know, but I, I, I don't know. This is one of those things where, look, I guess if, if you can't blame them for going to Tannehill, if you like the Tannehill move over the obvious butts and seats move, if you're going all in for Brady and the obvious, you know, just the story of the NFL move, then I guess you can't turn around and say this is what the fans care about. But, man. Titans fans want Derrick Henry on their team as long as they possibly can have him. And he is, I think, as much a face of this franchise as this franchise has had in a long time. Taylor Lewan, If that matters. Yes, it, of course it matters. It, it, uh, he, is their entire, he is their entire franchise at this point because they didn't get Tom Brady. And that's, by the way, I think, you know, we all talked about this a couple weeks ago. This was the smarter decision with Tannehill over Brady for a variety of reasons, least of which is that Tannehill is the better uh, fit with uh, Derrick Henry, and that's who they needed to be building this thing around. Now, just from a perspective of, of all of it, I think it makes more sense, and I don't think that it rules out him sticking around for the future. I mean, there's even a situation where I could see them tagging him again. But, oh, they're gonna, you're they gonna do them like cousins? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, if it's there for their if it's there for their disposal or there for them to use, and it makes the most sense. Like this is this this is them practicing what they <clears throat> preach, Joe. This is team above all else. This makes the most sense for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, but well, but here's the thing. Yeah, but they've also never used a tag before, and there's a reason. You know, I mean, they haven't really had an obvious situation, but you know, when you use a tag. You get pissed off players. And, again, I think Derrick Henry has a reason to be. Look, Derrick Henry right now is at the time of his life at that position to get paid. And I really do think it, whether they admit it or not, like the 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 way that these recent running back deals have crapped out, which does not represent, like, you know, the the the, the, the running back history in this league, but it's just recently there have just been some crap deals. And, 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 you know, that I just feel like that is, has colored this situation a little bit. Maybe not from the Titans' perspective, but I, I understand from, from there. But, like, if you actually seriously talked about tagging him next year, I mean, I would hope that he would pull a, pull a Le'Veon at that point. I mean, you know. You, For his own purposes, absolutely. No, yeah, I wouldn't blame him at get, all. Get free and get out. And, you know, and then at that point, he's 28 and he's ancient in, in the eyes of of the NFL. I mean, it's just, it's, it's tough, man. So a lot of pissed off tweets from other players today. And, and I get that too. I, I found it interesting. The Titans had like the, the King Henry crown, like run it back or whatever. I'm like, I wonder if he's going to like that tweet. You know, I don't think he's going to like much of anything at this point. And we all, cause I've seen him watching the streaming show. They, they, these guys have nothing to do right now. 
And I don't think, I mean, legitimately, I don't think that what you want heading into this year when everything is about run it back, Ryan Tannehill literally just doubled, more than doubled, what Derrick Henry is going to make. And Derrick Henry is undoubtedly twice as important to this particular franchise, the way that it's built, as Ryan Tannehill is. I wouldn't be liking any of that stuff if I was Derrick Henry, and you know he's seeing all of it. Yeah. I mean, look, now, obviously, this is also a running back versus quarterback discussion. And I mean, it's not close, right? So like, I don't, I don't know that I, I agree with twice as important, but I do think that this offense is more, it, it, I, they helped each other last year, but the offense is built around Derrick Henry. And again, so is just the team right now, whether that matters or not. I mean, you got to make football decisions to win. You have to. So again, you're going to praise the Tannehill over Brady which is smart football, then you have to take this as a football move. But I am very interested to see what, see how Derrick Henry, you know, takes it. I, I, oh, I you know, you and I know exactly what this is going to look like in the law. This this means nothing good for us, nothing good for us for an entire year. He's going to be miserable. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just there's no way. I and again, and again, who could blame him? Who could right, blame I mean, him? I mean, I mean, one nasty twist of that knee and a helmet on it, and. Um, it's it's gone, you know, and that and that's the thing about tagging. I mean, it's it's it can be brutal. So uh, I, I I do I, I will say this I I know that it's not the norm, but I think the Titans should explore, you know, negotiating while this is going while this is happening right now. I I think it's that's on my the... Pollyanna opinion. No, and I know because you've been you've been screaming about an extension for him in in written form in uh, in whichever platform will allow you to spew opinion. I know you want them to pay the running back, <laughs> and, and again, I he deserves it. Um, but the system is inherently set up uh, to uh, systemically discriminate against running backs. For God's sakes, and I bet right now he's wishing that he had taken Nick Saban's advice of the people that recruited him to Alabama and switched to pass rusher. Meanwhile, <laughs> Taylor Lewan has tweeted out the glass case of emotions Ron Burgundy gif in response to Jack Conklin leaving. Um, I think they can they're, – they're, of all the things that they could afford to lose, I think Jack Conklin is the more replaceable of these things. Do you agree or disagree? The more replaceable of... Of the top four things that they had to get done between... Uh, or that they could get done. Logan Ryan, Jack Conklin, Henry, and Tannehill. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, look, they, they have... Uh, I always would laugh at people who say, well, Dennis Kelly's better than Conklin. You know, like, no, that's not true. When Conklin's healthy, that's certainly not true. But, no, uh, yes, I would agree with that. The four, and I think it's close... I think it's close with Logan. I mean, I think there's a top two and there's a big gap. Okay. And I think Conklin and Ryan are very close, but yeah, you can, there are some good prospects in the draft and Kelly, if you had, you know, if you sign Kelly and you had to roll with Kelly and then maybe you try to bring in a young guy, draft someone somewhere, you could, you could be okay. I will say though, again, like this offense really, like as a run blocker, I think Jack Conklin is elite. I do. And so this offense really looked good with him at right tackle and Derrick Henry running the ball at the end of last year. It's not like just, you just throw in any body there and it's the same thing. No, I, I think there will be a learning curve, but I think uh, the curve is, it, it's all about flattening the curve these days, right? I think I think I can't. There we go. It's, it's Corona jokes, Joe. I'm stuck in my house now for four days. I'm going insane. I uh, I can't help myself. But there there will be less. I think uh, less less damage done with the loss of Conklin than any of the other uh, the, any of the four that we've talked about. Uh, though Bill O'Brien intentionally, it seems, trying to damage the Houston Texans. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I really, I, I, I just, I mean, it's, the funny thing is David Johnson is one of these, one of these cautionary tales that, that hurts a Derrick Henry, you know, and at least in public perception, 
when you talk about huge deal and then he's banged up and not even close to his production and looks like he's on the downside and now you make that deal bill o'brien so dumb i mean I mean, is there something about, I mean, like, that's the only thing I could think today is like, there's something about DeAndre Hopkins we don't know that we're about to find out. Like, I, like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, you are taking your quarterback's security blanket. You're taking the, you know, if he's not the best receiver in the league, who is? He, he's, you know, top. It's him and Julio 1A, you know? I mean, they're, they're yeah. right there. In this league, and you're making this deal. And and you're and you're low on you know you don't have a first round pick I you know I understand you're gonna try to make some crazy deal get a first round pick don't get that either um, I I'm I'm blown away by this like it's just one of those things I can't believe it so I have to think there's more information somewhere that's the only thing I can <laughs> I can you know even think about because I, it just it seems like one of the dumbest moves I've ever heard of well as a tease we will talk to the athletics. Aaron Reese, who covers the Texans in Houston uh, after we are finished here with you, Joseph. So thank you for doing my job for me so exceptionally. You can tell that you've been working in radio for a couple weeks now. Look at you out here <laughs> killing it. Oh, yes. Transitions, baby. And by the way, Aaron has already torched that uh, deal on theathletic.com. So check that out. See? Ooh, I jumped. I, I piggybacked. After this. Look at you. You're a shill now. You've gone onto the <laughs> internet. You're behind a paywall, and all you do is plug. I appreciate the hell out of that. Uh, <laughs> the Buckner trade. DeForest Buckner goes to the Colts. Yeah. Uh, the Colts get a lot nastier up front. That's going to cause problems for the division that now saw Calais Campbell shipped out to Baltimore, which is an entirely different situation because Jacksonville also got fleeced. But uh, DeForest Buckner, in the light of the Hopkins trade, they got the 13th overall pick for this guy. Does that make the Hopkins deal look even worse? Well, it was good to see someone in the AFC South, you know, one of the Titans' other competitors, not you know, do something disastrous for their roster today. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, just like, what are they doing? <laughs> what is what is Jacksonville doing? A fifth round pick for Calais Campbell? I I have no clue. What is this? Like, I don't know. I I mean, how could you not get? He's not worth more than a fifth round pick. I understand that. Like it's it's really hard to get you know first and even sometimes second rounders, but a fifth round pick for that guy? I I don't I don't again. Like, there's got to be missing info. And with this, Buckner is, I mean, he is a load. I mean, it's $21 million, So you're talking about you took on a lot of money, but the Colts have money. They have and nothing but so, money. So, hey, I, I mean, I, I like the deal from the Colts' perspective. I mean, you talk about, you know, Darius Leonard, who's all giddily tweeting about this. You think about how different things are for him. Think about how much easier life is going to be for that guy um i mean it's it's a nice move you know the colts need to be better than okay on defense and i think this gives them a chance to do that and you know if they add phil rivers hey i mean they're still my clear pick for third in the division but they're certainly a lot more interesting Philip Rivers, what a delight! I, it's 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 all coming up roses for us, buddy. Except for Tom Brady, everything is going exactly to plan. And Philip Rivers, by the way, like at home, uh, does not comply with the the most recent uh, coronavirus recommendations. So, just saying. Did you really just work in a ten children Philip Rivers joke? <laughs> Look at you are Come on. you are so I can just imagine the smile on your smug gout filled face. This is so unbelievable <laughs> that you would uh, that you would try fun, and but... nail the dismount with a Philip Rivers reproduction coronavirus joke. These are children at stake, <laughs> Rex Road. What's wrong with you? Let's have a little fun while we have to sit at home forever. <laughs> I'm literally going insane. Thank you for doing this podcast, <laughs> social distancing and all. I appreciate it, buddy. Yes, sir. Thanks, buddy. Back here, 615 Sessions Podcast, A to Z Sports. A to Z Sports Nashville.com. First day of legal tampering in the NFL. Always a treat. Uh, a lot of free agent moves. The Titans retain their running back, Derrick Henry, at least in the short term with a franchise tag. 
And probably to their greater benefit, DeAndre Hopkins got shipped out of the AFC South uh, for a running back who people have said has not lived up to his contract. I think could we could come to consensus on that. And a bag of picks joining us of The Athletic alongside our friends John Glennon and Joe Rexroad. Make sure you get your athletic subscription. Well worth the money at this particular time is Aaron Reese, who covers the Houston Texans. Uh, brother, I appreciate you jumping on. What's your day been like? Uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy. I uh, I had a sense uh, about a week ago that the Texans wanted um, David Johnson. Uh, I wrote something about a week ago, kind of based off the belief that that was probably going to happen. Uh, but I did not I did not think that it was going to happen the way it, it ultimately did. Uh, I certainly did not think that uh, it would come with basically DeAndre Hopkins and him swapping plus a second round pick, which is ultimately what it is because Houston sends a fourth their way this year and they get one back in 2021. So it really is Hopkins uh, for a second round pick and uh, David Johnson. Pretty crazy. Uh, help me understand what the dynamic is like. Cause I mean, it feels like Bill O'Brien is an easy, an easy target at some points especially with him now as the general manager and head coach by team official decree he seems to get fleeced on these kind of de- kinds of deals pretty regularly people looked at the uh, at the trades that were made last year to send Jadavion Clowney out to Seattle and what really little they got back for what Clowney is going to command uh what what is the dynamic with him calling all of the shots there in Houston? Because I just I can't figure it out from afar. Yeah, so this would now be his um his seventh trade uh since he took since Brian Gain was fired as general manager. Uh and you know, some of the deals have been big, some of them small, but I you generally say that uh, you know, Brian is not scared to basically um uh fix problems and create new ones. Uh, you know, he, he he needed a cornerback, so he traded for uh, Garrett, Garen Conley for a third-round pick uh, just before the deadline. That was, you know, a fine deal, I think, actually, and in, in, in all honesty. Uh, Duke Johnson, you know, he, he needed a second running back um, to pair with Lamar Miller. He traded a third-round pick for him, but maybe he doesn't use him as much as some fans would hope he'd use for the, the pick. Uh, but then the bigger deals, um, you know, Clowney, he just kind of waited too long, and, uh, and when he ultimately had to do something, he didn't have really have any leverage. Uh, and there's a limited market because the team couldn't sign him to an extension. Uh, so he, uh, he, you know, he, he kind of destroyed Clowney's market on his own. And then in the case of Tunsil, he needed a left tackle. They tried to convince themselves for a moment that uh, Matt Khalil could be the guy, and he clearly wasn't in training camp. And so, you know, they, they pay an unprecedented price for a tackle. Uh, here they need another running back after they weren't able to get a deal with Carlos Hyde. And, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins wanted a new deal of his own, and that just wasn't realistic for the Texans at this time. So, uh, they traded him uh, to get to get a running back. So it's a you know it doesn't seem like the most efficient uh, way to kind of build a team, but obviously uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. He's only had this this title uh, for this off season, and he's only really been in charge like this for about a year, less than still. He's certainly keeping our lives interesting here in the AFC South news cycle. What's the ripple effect though when you remove a guy like Hopkins from that team? I mean Deshaun Watson cannot be a happy camper about this. What do you think this is going to be received uh, like by the players? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think that's something that uh, to follow up on in, in future days and stuff. But, you know, you'd have to imagine it would not be um, it would not be received great because, uh, you know, there really is no way to spin this that this is a move uh, made to really, uh, uh, you know, better the team in the now. Right, and like they didn't the, get better today. I, I don't they got, think they got worse. Yeah. They got, no, they unquestionably got worse. And, um and you know, it's they didn't even get a first round pick for him. And and you know, I I, I here's the list of guys who have uh, gone for first round picks, receivers. You have um, Percy Harvin, Roy Williams, Joey Galloway, Peerless Price, Keyshawn Johnson, Brandon Cooks twice, more recently Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham, uh, and a little while back, but DeAndre Hopkins is not. You know, I think it just they clearly just lost the trade. Uh, there's no other way to spin it and. Uh, so that's that's not something that you'd imagine will be popular with players. And it is interesting because um, Deshaun Watson is supposed to be negotiating a, a, a new contract this offseason. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not reporting that he would be betting on himself like Dak, Dak Prescott or anything. But I think, you know, maybe a certain type of guy might be a little annoyed by this or want to consider other options. Um, and, uh, you know, also Will Fuller is entering his fifth year option rookie contract. Uh, and he hasn't really stayed healthy. And if you have DeAndre Hopkins on the team, maybe you don't need to try to keep Fuller, but I wonder what they do now in that regard. 
I'm I'm fascinated by it, and I bet it's I bet it's a very interesting beat to be on just from their day to day, and and I I don't know something about the Houston Texans, these moves that they make, and the way that they're able to stay afloat through it all. Bill O'Brien uh, has to be has to be a legitimately interesting subject uh, to be around on a regular basis. Yeah, you know it it is uh, interesting. I feel like there's been a lot of. Um... There's been a lot of fans, or no, maybe not a lot, but I've certainly seen some fans who say, you know, they actually like him more as GM than as coach because, you know, fans like just the idea of going and getting Larry Tunsil or whatever. But, um, you know, I don't think this is a move that's going to be popular with fans. I think whatever approval rating he still has, it's probably uh, dropping here soon. <laughs> he is Aaron Reese of The Athletic, kind enough, kind enough to join us here on the 615 Sessions. Buddy, I appreciate your time. I hope uh, – that your day stays uh, relatively busy uh, for better or for worse, and we'll talk to you later on down the road. Thank you. Merry New Year. Hello. What's going on? You ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. There is, we're not going to, this is totally uh, unprofessional, no transitions whatsoever. I think that you and I need to make one of these conversations public because people know how we feel about each other. This is the same podcast feed, by the way, that technically foul used to exist in. These are the P1s. These are the day ones. Julian Council here with us on the 615 Sessions podcast. How are you? Um, fantastic. I've been trying to socially distance myself. I had to go to work today and do a sports talk radio show when the only sport going on is NFL free agency. And also, I just feel like amidst a global pandemic, they're asking a lot for me to leave my house and go do a radio show for four hours every day. But hey, I'll take the money because a lot of people right now are unfortunately not in a position where they're still going to be having an income for the next i don't know eight weeks uh, who knows how long it is but other than that no I'm, I'm great way way to totally spin this we're here we're here to make people <laughs> laugh you selfish asshole this oh, is sorry sorry no 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 this is why this is why this needed to be done because it's been a little while since you've had a reality check i can already tell <laughs> You've been living in this bubble far, far away from Nashville. The people need <laughs> need you in this time of crisis, and instead you choose to make it about yourself because somebody had to go do a sports talk radio show today. Look, everyone's allowed to briefly be selfish while this is going on right now. Like, I now cannot go to my friend's wedding in a couple of weeks, and that sucks for them mainly. But also, like, I was going to go to Highlands Bar and Grill in Birmingham, which is one of the best restaurants in the South annually, and now I don't get that opportunity. So, yes, I'm very upset about that, and I'm upset about all these other things. But you know what? It's not about me. It's about the health and wellness and safety of all the American people, especially our elderly. I had to tell my mother today that, unfortunately, since there is no uh, testing right now for most people, I cannot go visit her ever again until this is over because I don't want to kill her. So, <laughs> You are so dramatic and delightfully self-involved. Okay, so how have you experienced all all of these things pandemic because like I'm sitting here in my house we've just done 30 minutes on Titans free agency with Rex Road I'm I'm legitimately wavering between how seriously I want to take uh the Derrick Henry uh, Derrick Henry is he pissed off or isn't he pissed off about being (laughs) franchise tagged and I see Donald Trump going across the television screens with news of shutdowns in uh in San Francisco for three weeks how have you experienced all things pandemic? Because I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little shook, and I think, Julian, the whole reason that we're having you on the podcast, I think it started at Crazy Town. No free ads. Yeah, probably. If we're being honest, that would be um, patient zero would have been right there at Crazy Town throughout all of it. But let's not forget all the great times that we had and the great times that we forgot. What great times blame- did we have? What? I I had great times. I'm no. not going to speak of this on this podcast because that's my personal my personal business. And I ask that people during this global pandemic please respect <laughs> my privacy. <laughs> but how I've been listen to my it, takes. Respect my privacy. 
Put it yeah, on please. the tombstone. Yeah, please. And uh, of course, the uh, the emojis, the hands together. Um, <laughs> no, but like here in Charlotte, things like people acted as if, and it's very normal. It was very similar to what you saw down in Lower Broad this past weekend. No. A lot of people acted as if, you know, nothing was going on. We were supposed to have one of the biggest bar crawls in the country again this weekend, and it got canceled. But people still went out and bar crawled in green because, you know, Americans love St. Patty's Day, which is not until tomorrow. But we love to celebrate the weekend before and just get blackout. So I saw a ton of people doing that. I had some people over at our house where I had like 30 people or so, which we followed the protocol. That, that is the not the protocol. Us. The governor told us no more than 100 people. We followed the protocol. We socially distanced ourselves in a way. And But then I did, unfortunately, fall into the trap of going out for a little bit that night. But I felt You're part of the problem. Time. I felt dirty. Wait, so I, came, what are you, I came back yesterday. Listen, I came back no, yesterday. No, what do you mean, listen? And I, <laughs> and I told myself, that's it. I can't do that anymore. That was that was dumb. Like, And now I am socially distancing myself like a fucking pro. <laughs> I am. I can I curse on this podcast? Yes, also, you can. we're on the also, internet. I am. We're free. I am ready. I am ready to quarantine myself. But the one thing I will do, though, outside of going to work, um, I am very concerned for a lot of the local businesses here in town. Um, I was talking to some friends who like work at restaurants in the food service industry, and they're talking about how they've gone to more like takeout and delivery. So until I financially reasonably, so I'm going to try and at least go out and get takeout. Or hit up a brewery and do some of their drive-through kind of stuff and get some cans, so I can properly hydrate myself and still be able to eat and get the substance that I need. But yeah, I, I was part of the problem Saturday, and I, I I understand. I apologize to America. I apologize most importantly to you because I saw how angry you were on Twitter about all the <laughs> idiots, and now I am you. I see the people down in Clearwater, Florida. How dare you, you selfish bastards! We have a that was pandemic. you not forty-eight hours ago. I am so angry i'm having to i'm having to back away from the microphone i am in i'm in the office in my home and i am visibly upset this is what oh my god what is wrong with you what how many of these wine coolers did you drink to where you worked up the liquid courage and stupidity to go out and not practice social distancing during these times of great turbulation for our country you are the problem First off, they're called black cherry white claws, and uh, the answer would be seventeen. But uh, again, it wasn't seventeen. I, I didn't feel good about it. What kind I of didn't. burp is that afterwards? I don't know. You know, it wasn't great. You know, yesterday was a little, yesterday was was a struggle. We'll say that. I'm so you sorry know. for your for your suffering and your sacrifice. Thank oh, you. Oh, I deserved it. I deserved it. It was God <laughs> punishing me. It was my yeah. liver punishing me. You know, it was all I deserved it, and I. Again, I apologize to America. I apologize to you. I apologize to everyone out there. And it's, it's a bad situation. It was dumb. I recognize that. But I'm not going to keep going out. I'm not going to be the type of people who goes out tomorrow. I got to work anyway. But I'm certainly not going to go try and head up uh, hands or whatever O'Connell's or whatever stupid Irish name the bar around the corner is. Just I'm not racially discriminating against the Irish on this podcast. Come on. Let's be honest. You. Every 95% <laughs> of Irish bars or Irish theme bars, it's not ever, they're not owned by any Irish people. But all of them are named like O'Callahan's or something like that or O'Malley's. That's, they're the ones who profile it. I'm just pointing out the obvious. <laughs> I swear to God, I saw you in a leprechaun outfit this weekend on Instagram, and I nope. was immediately enraged. By the way, it that should be qualls. <laughs> Nobody's going to get this, that joke on this podcast, but it's so true. I've had to physically yank him out of, of, of leprechaun green short shorts the past uh, couple of days to keep him from out, uh, out party-boying in the streets. No, what... What should we do? Like, what is your, since we haven't done power rankings in a while, I'm going to spring this on you. Oh, yes. <laughs> what is your top five qu quarantine coronavirus Julian Council activities? Give me the list number five. Number five. Let's see. Number five. Uh, eating food? See, you have you five? been doing exactly what I'm doing? I bought all of this stuff from Kroger, and I'm just sitting around my house eating it all. Like, it's like being at a press box. I really – I haven't been over to the grocery store since uh, Wednesday evening before this really, you know, really shit hit the fan. Um, I've been kind of waiting for the nationwide shutdown to happen so that I could go to Trader Joe's. <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, Rippies and Tootsies and Honky Tonk, they're going to be open, baby. Let's ride. 
Yeah, I love it because that guy clearly is like, I'm not going to let no Democrat tell me what to do. Ugh. I'm going to stay open until the good Governor Bill Lee tells me what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, idiot. Um, <laughs> idiot. So, like, dude, just close down the bar. Uh, I, he's I'm named after for... your icon, Steve Smith, your boy. Oh, oh, good, good. Uh, I want businesses, and I'll get back to I'm like a quick aside. Like, I would okay. like for bars to stay open if you serve food. If you only serve booze, I'm sorry, you have to close. But if you, have, if you serve food, you can be open for takeout. No one can come to your building. You can go bring it out to the curb, and that will be it. Limit this human interaction. Remember the social distancing we were talking about. But uh, back to the power rankings. Five would be eating food slash cooking food. Um, four. You've just expressed your your disinterest in cooking food. You would prefer to have carryout so that you could continue to be lazy. Well, exactly. I mean, that's why that's uh, that's why it's number five. So why even lie and say cooking? Um, I'm not really cooking. I'm just pressing bake 350. It's not the same thing, okay? For anybody that cares, the Titans are re-signing De- Dennis Kelly to a three-year, twenty million uh, dollar, twenty-one million dollar deal. Continue with the power rankings, Julian Council. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so we got cooking. Um, well, I'm actually out here. I have a beautiful little porch. We have a porch swing. And I've actually probably number four has been just hanging on the porch on the swing and just, you know, looking outside and watching people walk their dogs and jog and do all those healthy things. Yeah, that's probably number four. It's it's nice because at least I'm not just cooped up. And I, and I feel like considering it's not like as airborne where you can't literally go outside, and you'll get it. But it's, you can actually just hang out. That's my probably my number four right there. Hmm, number three. Gosh, this is difficult because I know what number uh, number three is probably napping. Been doing a lot of that lately, which I mean, as an American, that's what we are basically made to do is to nap and be lazy as fuck. Number two would mm, be drinking. No, that's a lie. Number two is actually watching like Netflix. Getting I'm really into Grey's Anatomy right now. Fuck, I'm on Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. How many There's seasons six- of Grey's Anatomy are we in? Uh, currently airing live on ABC is season 16, but we have 15 uh, seasons on Netflix. It is the perfect show if you're wanting to go and uh, do the quarantine. Well, you're going to, well, not going to be want to when you have the quarantine, which is happening. Very soon. When you have the quarantine, <laughs> why are you referring it to, why are you referring to it as the quarantine? When you have the quarantine. the quarantine, this is, you might as well say when you have the Rona. Yeah, when you have the coronavirus or when you're stuck in your house and when your boss cans you because you can't afford to pay anymore, you can just stay on Netflix and watch 15 seasons of Meredith Grey sleeping with every person, McDreamy being McDreamy, and Catherine Heigl somehow being on television because how the hell did that ever happen? She's the worst. But uh, that would be number two. And then number one, obviously, is drinking because, I mean, come on, how else am I going to get through life without drinking some alcohol when there's no March Madness? I am now, I was going to the Final Four, Buck. A lifelong dream was coming true. I was going to go to the Final Four, I was credentialed, and now I don't get to go at all. Um, I'm going to miss out on my uh, buddy's wedding. Well, I guess they'll just reschedule it, and I'm probably not going to go this time. Um, but either way, so I'm going to miss out on that. Then there's uh, no Masters, which will be rescheduled. I'll end up going to that later on. They but, just you know. closed Augusta, though. Yeah, they did. But they're going to reschedule until, like, during like football season, which will be weird. But at least it will happen now with the CDC recommending eight weeks of not having 50-plus people at, in one setting. That means the golf tournament here in Charlotte's going to be canceled. So a lot of fun things I want to do are over. So I'm just going to drink my sorrows away while, you know, attempting to have no more than 10 people now, which is, I guess, the president told us. So I can only have now seven more people over our house for us to be uh, not against any sort of uh, barriers or laws or restrictions. Underrated fall from cinematic grace, the career of Katherine Heigl. I never saw anything after 27 Dresses. No, well, she's apparently one of the hardest per- people to work with in all of Hollywood. Like, she's an absolute monster, <laughs> which is which is disappointing. So she's like, you. She's you. you know, she had one hit, and then afterwards, just a complete diva. Well, what was my what was my one hit? Like, I, it sure remains to be hit. seen. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Like, I, did I have already have my hit, or am I still peaking? Oh no, you're playing your greatest hits right now with your excuse of uh, number five is cooking more, but also I would prefer restaurants stay open for carryout. Well, I'm doing that. No, see, I want that because I want these people to still make money, and I'm here to support. Yes, you gotta help our your sense members. of charity is overwhelming. 
It is. Yes. I, Hey, I'm, I get paid again on Friday. It's going to be, who knows? Maybe it's the last paycheck I ever get. But hey, <laughs> as long as I got money, I'm going to be going out there and hopefully spending it as long as they let these places stay open. Uh, you know, the day that they close them, which is probably in about 48 hours, then it's going to be really difficult on your boy in terms of how do you cook again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I've been trying to figure out because I've been this podcast has been derailed for the past two weeks because of the coronavirus and because of the tornadoes. Tornado you can relate. N- Nados and Rona is going to be my mem uh, my memoir after all of this is done. And then I come back. I'm ready for college basketball, which is the one thing that you and I can find common ground on. Yeah, and we just and don't. Going to make the tournament. Indiana's going to make the damn tournament, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> and Carolina was terrible. You don't yeah, know Carolina how much. I've been I, waiting for this for so long. And they canceled the tournament because the Rona. I just can't have nice things. Honestly, if we're being honest here, in terms of Indiana not being able to participate in the NCAA tournament this year, it definitely starts and ends with Archie Miller deciding to go after the throat of Joe Lenardi. How dare he? Oh. When, once he did that, it was already said. The universe is like, nope, coronavirus, take it over. No insulate tournament. How dare you go after Joe Lenardi? Archie Miller. What is he doing? Indiana. What is he doing? Archie, an Dayton is so much better without you. Shut up. Oh, don't make you don't even talk about Dayton right now. That makes me so sad. I miss like, Obi. This is the thing that I've wanted to do for so long. Nobody will talk about college basketball with me. And now it's dead and nobody ever will. Oh, so my power rankings of top five players that I wish I could have seen in the tournament obviously start. No, no. Got Sam Merrill, Utah State. How about that step back against San Diego State? That step back. And it was all for nothing. All for absolutely freaking nothing because of the damn coronavirus. So the, those those guys are up there. I'm not going to I'm not going to do top five in terms of just like one through five. Those are two. Um, also, definitely got to throw out there. Um Gosh, Marcus Howard from Marquette. Needed oh. to see him. Need to see some Miles Powell. I thought that Seton Hall was going to the Final Four. I was so here for Seton Hall in the Final Four, and we don't get Seton Hall in the Final Four, which is just ridiculous, if you ask me. And then finally, it's not even a men's player. Sabrina Unescu over at Oregon, straight baller, was a hooper. I don't even get to see her cut down the nets this year. Were you How legitimately watching Oregon's women basketball games? I, I don't mean that as a shot at you. Like, I'm legitimately curious. You were yes, watching I was her? legitimately watching. Because they were on, like, on Monday nights, typically. Yeah. Where, and, like, I would watch them. Because they had the game where they went to UConn and blew them up at, like, 20 points. I was in awe. Just, like, jaw dropped to the floor. I was watching her. Because when you have someone that good, whenever you've got, like, the Mile Moores or the Candace Parkers in women's college basketball. She's spectacular. You, I, like, legitimately yeah. enjoyed her game. Yeah, you have to watch that kind of player. And now it sucks that I'm never going to see her again because, I mean, no offense to WNBA. It's just, I mean, that's usually during the summer where I'm, you know, I'm just not watching sports unless it's golf on a Sunday and I'm, I'm asleep. Not this year, big boy. Quarantine. And, and <laughs> what justice would that be for the WNBA? The only thing that's on television, the only league that perseveres is women's basketball. Yeah, and the NFL, apparently, who says no matter what, even through a global pandemic, we will not cease operation. What am I doing today? I'm tracking down three-year contracts of Dennis Kelly, who it's it's so fitting that we would finish typing with Rex Roden immediately. That deal would be announced, and it was an inevitability. But regardless, like I'm tracking down the most useless of NFL transactions that people are making out to be the greatest contracts in the history of contracts simply because there's nothing else going on in sports and they're tired of listening to Wolf blitzer who has but been you have news you actually have news i envy you you can carry two three days of this stuff with derrick henry getting tagged and Tannehill getting all that money and tyron matthew and all these other players ryan Tannehill carried sports center right like that you should be happy about that what, what do we have we had colin jones nine-year vet who's a special teams captain saying hey who? i want out of my con-. exactly yeah. he wants out of his he wants out of his contract because he's talking about oh i don't want to be a part of a rebuild it's like, okay, so that's the biggest Panther news of the day. The freaking, like, third-string safety who's a special teams captain wants out of his deal, because, which only was going to pay him a million dollars because he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Didn't know Colin Jones was in the position to ask out of a contract. Uh, listen, leverage. Always secure the bag. As Titus and Tate will tell you, always secure the bag. This has well, been entirely... Be, you can't be out here promoting other podcasts. What do you mean? Doing that. People are going to not listen to you anymore. You're the fake Tate Frazier. 
People are going to stop listening to you. In fact, they already have. They already have. They did a long time ago. Can I ask you one question now? Because no. I, I am curious about one thing. What? In terms of the Titans, I just want to know. So Jack Conklin was a first-round pick a couple years ago. Last year, he declined his fifth-year option. Now he's out there making 14 mil a year for the Browns coming up for the next three seasons. Uh, why did the Titans not pick up that option, and why is he still not a, a Titan? I got to know that. Why on earth do you care about the right tackle play of a team that you didn't want to cover when you were here? Uh, because, uh, dude, there's no sports. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Indulge me for a minute. Are you really going to make me spit Jack Conklin, John Robinson? Was it the right decision? Takes it you? I just want to know, like, how does that, how do you get to the position where now people are like saying, oh, this is great. The Browns offense has no excuse not to be excellent next year with Austin Hooper getting overpaid and Jack Conklin making 14 mil a year. Like, I, I just got to know, especially with the, with the Titans. Here's the Titans take coming for you. A team so reliant on the ground game. How are you going to get rid of a, a mauler at the right tackle? I'm so angry at you right you now. You like all those buzzwords right there? I can just see you smiling, this <laughs> schmuck grin of yours, asking me all of these incredibly sportsy questions at a time where there is just nothing to care about. Listen to me. Jack Conklin, I'm going to give you this damn take because now, I, 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 now I'm fired up. Now I'm worked up. There is no reason that they should have picked up the option of Jack Conklin when it came time to decide on the fifth-year option. The man played terribly on two knee injuries. Dennis Kelly was the superior player the last time that we saw Jack Conklin. And then over the course of like the second half of the season, he started just running over dudes. He still can't pass protect. And as soon as the Browns are trailing by 10 points or more and they have to throw the ball, Jack Conklin is going to look like Nate Solder and everybody is going to continue to complain about Jack Conklin and what a bust the Browns are and how they're going to go 6-10 and 10 year after year after year like your New York Jets. Yeah, but like, Buck, let's sit here and remember one thing, though. Like, we cannot overlook the fact that once upon a time, Jack Conklin was considered PFF's highest rated tackle. Come on. <laughs> You know, also, you bring up my points because they got Dennis Kelly. Are we looking at an Eric Armstead? You couldn't just um, let the silence hang out there, could you? You were so uncomfortable squirming in your own laughter, your own fake no, laughter. No, it's, it's, it's exactly like what just happened to the 49ers. They decided to give Eric Armstead five years, $85 million, and they're going to trade DeForest Buckner to the Colts because he wants $21 million a year to be the second highest paid defensive tackle right behind Aaron Donald, who's also in the same division. So you get rid of him out of your division. And you keep another really high high prized guy, and now you have two first round picks. That's leverage. That's leverage to get more picks. John Lynch is out there doing things that your GM couldn't even dream of doing. <laughs> my GM? What is this my GM situation? No, I'm talking. I'm talking to the the audience. Oh, whatever team you're a fan of. Well, you came GM on here is- to ant- antagonize the uh, the audience in a time when all they're looking for is relief. Relief from the world around them. You are going to come in here and badger them about how their GM is not as good as John Lynch. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) That sounds like a perfect way to end the dismount. Julian Council, at Julian Council, on social media, coming to a sports radio station in Charlotte near you. Every uh, Well, no, there are no more Charlotte Hornets post-game shows to do. What have you been doing with your time? Uh, oh, yes. Please remind me of the $700 I'm now going to be out because the Hornets won't resume their season when likely the NBA comes back in mid-July. <laughs> you know what that's called, buddy? Justice. Sweet, sweet justice. <laughs> Julian Council, thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love you. I miss you. Hey, Nashville, you know, sometimes you just got to go back. I'll be home someday. Who knows when? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for us today. It's good to be back with you guys, and I promise you that we're not going anywhere here on the 615 Sessions. We're getting ready to get into strange times, and I know it's a little bit of a different show now with people not here in person, and I know that Julian uh, and I are a little bit of a meandering, uh, meandering train to nowhere when we get together, but we hope that you enjoyed a little bit of the comedic element that we tried to bring today, and we'll continue to do so here on the pod as more and more of us are required to stay home. So let's do it together. Let's hang out together. Let's have a big time. While you're having a big time, leave some questions. We'll do some mailbag pods with our guests. Just because they're on the phone doesn't mean that we can't get that done. Leave your questions 
in the iTunes review with a five-star rating. We'll be sure to answer them at the end of every podcast, so check that out. Five stars on those ratings, of course. Four stars just makes you a hater. We will be back on Thursday. Emily Proud will be the guest co-host via phone. We'll see if we can't do some conference call type situations. We'll see if we can't get more people involved. Uh, And maybe it will be greatly, uh, maybe our failures to try and keep things normal will make this show greatly comedic. And that's what we hope to do. We're just trying to get some laughs and some interesting and engaging conversation out of all of this for you. So we'll talk to you Thursday on the 615 Sessions podcast, brought to you as always by Tennessee Tickets and TennesseeTickets.com. Promo code AZ10, $10 off at checkout, TennesseeTickets.com.